Hello and welcome to the Eurovision Division podcast, a podcast where we listen to all songs from this year's Eurovision Song Contest. Hey, it's still 2020. This still counts. Hey, it's always 2020 somewhere. It's never 2020 in my heart. Sorry, coming to you straight from dog fart hell. Um, she just farted again. I heard it. Wow, lying at our feet and just letting the farts sore. They're so bad. Like, we feed her everything she eats, ideally. Mm-hmm. And then still she manages to, I don't know, completely fuck up her sewing by eating random shit she finds we on did. the street. We did give her cheese yesterday. Oh, we did give her cheese yesterday. That might we explain why let her, her farts the... are so undescribably heinous today. They're incredibly bad. Yeah. I can't do the podcast. I'm because you're, you're just sick. sitting in this. I'm sitting gas. in the fucking cloud. Uh, I can see it. There's like stink lines <laughs> rising up from underneath the desk, um, and they are enveloping you. They are surrounding you. Um, you are going cross-eyed. <laughs> There's actually so bad. Yeah. I'm gonna faint. She loves. She loves the attention. She loves it. Oh my god, in her little pajamas. Uh, she's wearing her Christmas pajamas because it's Christmas. Not Merry today, Christmas. but, you know, soon. Uh, this week. Um, and as our early Christmas gift to you, we have another episode of the podcast. It's always difficult to know what the people will like. Oh no. The people in charge of selecting a Eurovision song yeah. have to think about a lot of things, have to think about whether the people in their own country will like the music that is selected and whether people internationally will, you know, like the music. Mm-hmm. When you have something like a melody festival and there's a, you know, vetted process that ends up with a song that just does well on the charts, does well in Sweden, and therefore does well on the European stage. That is a process that has been tried and tested, and the public is rarely wrong in that case. Not every country has been as successful at replicating the Swedish national final success. I mean, our very own Belgium has done, you know, has had a pre-selection in the past, but has stepped away from that. Which is why today we're talking about countries that have stepped away from a national selection. Okay. Today's theme is, am I out of touch? No, it's the people who are wrong. Okay, already loving it. So, we haven't talked about the UK yet, have we? Eurovision, you decide. Have I decided? No, we have not yet talked about the UK. Did they? They probably didn't do a Eurovision, you decide. So that was the, um, that was the selection that, yeah, the UK had started up, was Eurovision, you decide. Um, that had not given them the results that they hoped for. Possibly. It was a decently enjoyable show, even if some questionable decisions have been made over the years. Um, But it has not given them success at Eurovision. Last year, Michael Rice represented them with Bigger Than Us. Bigger. I bet they hoped for a bigger result, though. So the UK stepped away from Eurovision You Decide, opting instead to internally select James Newman. Okay, go ahead. Now, you would be forgiven uh, if you were confused here for a moment. And you were like, surely you meant John Newman. 
Was John Newman again? John Newman is a singer. Um, it was known for one hit from the year 2013 and is the brother of James Newman. Who... Oh! Wait, what's it, John Newman? Wait, you call your children John and James? Hey, I mean, basic. You just got keep them. Keep it basic. It's really like, oh, we really just needed a new man. A very basic new man to sing to. We needed to another music. man. Um, John Newman um, had a uh, hit. Basically, with Love Me Again. I need to know now. Oh, Can you love hey, me again? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? That was John Newman? This, this is, is James Newman, to... his brother. Okay. It's not John. It's not John it's Newman. It's James. Okay. Just, you know, we gotta know. But it was very important that we all knew that they were brothers for some reason. Um, so now you know. Do you know who else are brothers? Jedward. Jedward. When is Jedward coming back? Uh, well, not next year because Leslie Roy will be returning for Ireland, um, which I'm very excited about. But maybe after that, we can give Jedward another shot. Please, they've been so good on Twitter. Honestly, I mean, they're just they're just humanitarians. They're barely even musicians right now. They are just um, they are just icons on the internet, and that's also okay. They have found a new calling, and that's fine. I'm going to read you guys a tweet right now that Jedward tweeted out, like, yesterday or two days ago? Two days ago, yes. Jedward tweeted two days ago, It is now illegal to take, collect, distribute, or threaten to distribute intimate images of someone without their consent. They made that illegal! They have that power. Thank you, Jedward. Like, thank you, Jedward. Done it. They just did that. Legends. Kings. Kings and legends. Well, we know they're kings because of their little outfits. They were knights. They had little knight outfits. As if kings don't wear, like, full knight armor uh, when sometimes. they go into battle. Yeah, but the twin kings? The, the, what do you think the hair... Oh, no, they had the floppy hair in that No, one. I think they, they the hair got floppy when they got into the fountain. Right. The, so you think the upright hair represented their the crowns? Crown, their king hats. Yeah. Their king hats, their crowns. Yeah, but now they don't have they don't have the same haircut right now. So have they abdicated? They have abdicated. Or and has John their... given the crown to Edward? Because I think... Or are they both? Do they both have floppy hair now? I they don't do know. They do both have floppy hair. At one point, they decided to like um, get a unique haircut, as if anyone wants to separate John and Edward. They Absolutely are Jedward. <laughs> Welcome to the Jedward podcast, where we talk about Jedward and nothing but Jedward. <laughs> where we just read Jedward's Twitter feed out loud. I mean, because been, it does have great stuff. We've been stuff. adoring Jedward's Twitter feed for years, and now suddenly they've gotten <laughs> extremely. They've um, been slamming J.K. Rowling for months. Just, I love them so much. Short kings. I assume they're short. <laughs> Why do you assume they're short? They, they, that energy. I guess. If they were tall, they wouldn't be. They jumping wouldn't have to. They, they wouldn't, wouldn't have to be get jumping the hair. around so much. Yeah, they but they have they would have hair. to like raise their height by having the hair. At, yeah, it makes it very confusing when you see a Jedward from afar. <laughs> you don't know how tall they are. It's like a sort of camouflage. It makes them less likely to be attacked by bears. I don't want to talk about anything but Jedward now. Uh, this episode is possibly called. I don't want to talk about anything but Jedward. Now. <laughs>
Uh, let's talk about uh, James Newman. Almost said John there. Um, that's his brother. James Newman is representing the United Kingdom with an internally selected song called My Last Breath. Oh, God. Okay. Who, who picked him? What do you mean? Like, it's... The people are no longer decided, so somebody has to... The head of delegation, whatever shadowy cabal is, <laughs> is in show. Soros? Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Soros picks the Eurovision entries for the UK now. Yeah, he's in charge of a lot of things, but not Eurovision. <laughs> no one's reached that far, man. This is James Newman for the UK with My Last Breath. If we were deep sea divers And no one came to find us If you had nothing there I'd give you my last breath Okay, so in this video, every single time they cut from like Willem Dafoe in the lighthouse to James Newman. Yeah. He's like going from like a nude guy to a dude in a big winter coat yeah. is really like, oh, what was that guy up to? <laughs> Couldn't be me. <laughs> like, I was half expecting him to just be holding a hot cocoa in <laughs> one shot. <laughs> they're, they're Every never shot insane. he gets like increasingly comfier. <laughs> They're never, like, he ends up in the house where the guy left from. <laughs> like, at the end of the video, it's just James sitting in the guy's house. It is, like, yeah, the, the old guy progressively gets colder, and James Newman progressively gets comfier and warmer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, that would have been a very interesting concept. Um... <laughs> This is the only reason I was laughing so much they're during never, that video. They're never on the same... Um... Oh, do you think it's like um, I'm thinking of editing things where it's actually James Newman as an old man? <laughs> and he's a janitor. And he's actually a janitor in a high school. Um, and... and it's a bad movie, actually. And it's like maybe not a good movie? I'm not sure. It doesn't make enough sense to know for sure if it's bad or not. Yeah, exactly. And it's like it makes just enough sense that it's hard to say that it's bad. Um, that being said, love that dog. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of dog here. I mean, there's one dog, but that's enough. That's enough for sometimes. me. Sometimes, um, and there's a lot of focus on the dog. I could notice that you were a little distracted by the dog and the fact that <laughs> you know what you just were talking yeah. about the the whole, the whole situation. I know. I'm so sorry. I, I like I could barely listen to the lyrics. So I think that for the first time, I think this year, I'm gonna ask to have a look at the lyrics. Okay, we definitely we, we definitely went through the lyrics of uh, "Take Me As I Am." Oh, of course. Um, but let's see how James Newman talked like an Englishman. I thought he sounded very American. Well, you know, you're singing um, unless you're Oasis or whatever the fuck. Like unless you are specifically putting on your. Your, spe your specific British accent, mm. you go into a relatively neutral for singing. Okay, well, let's let's go into a lyric drop. Let's, let's have this lyric drop. Uh, do you want to go through the whole song? Is this the kind of... Yeah. Some people let go. Some people let love slip away. Sucks to be them. But I'm going to hold on. 
When no one believes, I'll keep the faith. Right, okay. Good so far. Got, Basic, you know, but sure. You know, but, you know. Yeah. And I know that we're in trouble, but I swear that we'll survive. Babe, I'll take you to couples therapy. If we were deep sea divers and no one came to find us, if you had nothing left, I'd give you my last breath. Yeah, so they, they then go to couples therapy and the therapist says, that's a very unhealthy thing to keep saying to your partner. Why, well, elaborate on that. You want me to elaborate on that? El- elaborate on why that's unhealthy. I feel like that's an interesting kind of uh, subject that'll lead to jokes eventually. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I feel like there's a funny way that we could have gotten to that point. Um, <laughs> I mean, isn't it, like, kind of weird to be like, okay, I know we're having trouble right now, but just know that I would die for you. I feel like there's a middle ground here. Yeah. If we were... So you're not deep sea. They're not, you're not deep sea divers. I don't think diving is necessarily your hobby. Definitely not both of you. Um, maybe this guy's like, I've always thought it would be cool to go diving, but my girlfriend won't let me. Um, if we were deep sea divers and no one came to find us, so you, you did a bad job. Yeah, f- yeah, first of all, where's, who's on the boat? There should always some- be someone on the boat. If you had nothing left. Right. I'd give you my last breath. Okay. So, like... They're deep sea divers. Deep sea. Deep sea, so they're in full suits. And no one came to find them, which means they're lost, which means they're gonna die. Yeah. Which means they're down to their last breaths, both of them. At the bottom of the ocean. She, she or the, the partner has One nothing... One breath isn't gonna... The partner <laughs> has nothing left... Nothing. They're at the bottom of the ocean of the with ocean. no one coming to find them. Partner has nothing left. He'd give her his last breath. What does that imply? That they'd still both die. Yeah, and that that I guess he'd rather he'd rather die, die first. first. <laughs> yeah. Romantic. <laughs> He didn't think this one through. He's like, sorry. Britain's doing this thing again, where they're literally the country that speaks English, and yet their lyrics it are... Makes, it makes sense to some extent. You just don't have to think about it. Just don't think about it. We okay. all need a lifeline. Yeah, you should have thought about that before you went deep sea diving. Yeah, you pull on the lifeline, the and lifeline. then they like pull, get you back up. Now, what's the story here? Because, like, there have... Had to have been a lifeline and a boat. Yeah. But a shark bit through the lifeline, or they're like going in like a, yeah. If we ended up a in ship, an, an abandoned yeah. shipwreck and like sure. the yes. cable we, got like cut through by some absolutely. rusty iron. It's like, like if we ended up in an episode of the Magnus Archives. Exactly. <laughs> I I would like to I would like for you to watch me die. What I would like most of all, if we're in trouble, is for you to watch me die. You watch me die, and then you get, like, saved by an eldritch entity that wants you to, like, 
be its acolyte, and then you come back up, and then you terrorize this poor archivist. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a pretty good podcast. It's a, it's a very good podcast. We all need a lifeline. Lifeline is the thing you pull on, right? Like, yeah, that is a word used for it. Okay, I, I think so. But like in this case, it's a metaphor, right? Right. We all need a lifeline, someone to call when we're alone. Okay. You're muddling metaphors now, now. what I find troubling about this, and I'm this may just be me, but I was like, okay, a lifeline fits in the diving metaphor, but going into someone to call, it sounds like you're clarifying what you meant by lifeline. <laughs> it's like, no, we've left behind that metaphor. That right. metaphor is only for the chorus. Yeah, no, but I'm just like, lifeline isn't like... A number you dial to be like, hi, I'm thinking of ending things, <laughs> right? Because it sounds like that. We need a lifeline, someone to call when we're alone. Like, putting someone on speed dial, that's not your lifeline. Your lifeline is the thing you pull when diving. Do you understand why this is troubling me? No, yeah, because, because you're Because line mixing... is like a phone line. You're not, you're not even mixing metaphors, you're completely divorcing a metaphor that absolutely fits yes it's like no this suddenly doesn't sound like it's about diving anymore suddenly the word lifeline here doesn't sound like it has to do with diving here's something that i thought while i was listening to the song right he's not a deep sea diver i think the hypothetical of it is doing the song a disservice i feel like if he sang we are deep sea (laughs) Like it was just <laughs> fully a musical theater song. We are we are deep sea divers. No one is coming to find yeah. us. Oh, put you it have now. nothing left. I will give you my last breath. People would still get that it's a metaphor, and it would be way more <laughs> evocative and powerful than this like bullshit. It's like no, honey. I I know that in this hypothetical situation, you like to think that you would sacrifice your life for me, but what are you willing to d- actually do oh, yes. to work on this relationship? A, 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 a Will gen- you go with me to couples therapy? Yeah, like romantic gestures like that, they sound good when you when you say them. You say, like, I would give you my last breath, but would you? This is why... Um, if you want me to, from Flight of the Concords is actually the best romantic song in the world. It's all good in the good times, but I'll still be there when it all goes wrong. But it has all gone yes, wrong. Yes, I will. He did say, before, like in the, the he it, said in the first. He said, "I know that we're in trouble, but I swear that we'll survive." Yeah. This is true. So it sounds like it has already gone wrong. It sounds like possibly. The two verses were switched at some point in writing. Maybe, yeah. Or he just didn't think about it that much. Uh, it sounds like the song might have started with We all need a lifeline, someone to call when we're alone. It's all good in the good times, but I'll still be there when it all goes wrong. And the second verse would be Some people let go, some people let love slip away, but I'm gonna hold on when no one believes I'll keep the faith. And I know that we're in trouble, but I swear that we'll survive. Yeah, that makes more sense. That makes way more sense when you, like, build it like that. I feel like there's been a switch at some point in writing, 
and it just kind of makes it stop working as well. Okay. But again, the only reason that we can get this deep into the lyrics it's a is, deep be- dive. is because mm, <laughs> they were written by people who are native speakers of the language, and therefore we can actually read this kind of meaning into it. That said, we could also read this kind of meaning into a song um, that is a masterpiece like, say, Verona, because... It's so good. It's the deepest thing ever written. Um, yada, 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 yada. If we were deep sea divers and no one came to find us, you had nothing left. I'd give you my last. Oh, there's only two. Breath. Breath. I'd give you my last. Breath. I'd give you my last. Bigger. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I think this dude is just kind of a bad boyfriend. It's possible. Like, no, babe, that doesn't do anything for me. Well, yeah, you can say that, but you're right. Like, can we go to therapy? Can we just go to therapy? You don't have to make all these big declarations and then just sit on the couch playing video games all day. Like, no, do the dishes also sometimes. That's it, it's pretty catchy, it's not a bad song. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. It's not not the most exciting thing, but I'm like, oh, this is... It's not Perfect. as good as Love Me Again. <laughs> Ruthlessly comparing um, him to his brother. I mean, like, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? Yeah, if they're pushing the fact that he is... I don't know that they were. It's just that I saw a lot of that on Twitter when oh. it was announced and when the song came out that it was just like, this is John Newman's brother. And I was like, well, I don't know either of them, man. It's like, you're you're telling me you would sacrifice yourself for me, but... I'm out here nude in the cold while you're wearing a big coat and like several sweaters underneath and you will not even Do you think he's singing to the old man? They're in love. (laughs) Oh, you think they're the couple in the song? Yeah. And he's just like, you go, you go, you know, you go cold water diving, which is cool. But like, imagine if you were deep sea diving. The old man's just like, you've already lost me. I I care about the cold. Yeah, it's literally like the lighthouse. Yeah. He's... Robert Pattinson, uh-huh. and the old man is Willem Dafoe. Is this... <laughs> this is an episode of the Mark Magnus Archives. But is this, is this about movies? Is this a movie podcast? I don't know. <laughs> no. Oh my god. Anyway, who's this old man? Because this dude's hard as nails. You cannot get me to touch an ice cube. Like, I will not make a snowball with my bare hands and this dude just like breaks the ice on his pool and dips in like it's nothing uh this is dutch cold water swimmer wim hof of course he's fucking dutch yeah (laughs) so this appears to be like a well-known cold water swimmer oh that's really cool Um, because i yeah i guess it it just adds a bit to my confusion because It confuses the metaphor of the deep sea diving more. Um, Not that I wanted James to necessarily be like wearing a big helmet, although yes, I did. (laughs) Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I I genuinely think the song would be better if it wasn't (laughs) hypothetical. I keep yeah, I love that. Um, It's like we always say, go for the specifics. Um, No, but that highlights like why that kind of big gesturing is not as meaningful yeah because now it just sounds like yeah he is like a comfy dude in a winter coat like saying that to his girlfriend and if it wasn't hypothetical it's it's like oh we in our relationship are 
alone. We're having a tough time. But I will do everything to support you. Yeah. That's what that song would be if it wasn't him literally saying a hypothetical situation. Mm -hmm. Like, it's a song. It's already, like, fictional. Yeah, it's just that the best way to express himself is in this metaphor about deep sea diving. I love it when my wife lets me go deep sea diving. <laughs> has a shirt. <laughs> yeah, it has a shirt that says, I love my wife. But then it says, actually, it says, I love it when my wife lets me go deep sea diving. It's just like a, a jump of... It shows such a lack of creativity to not be able to take that next step and just make the song... Because then it's a story. No, then it's a song about, like... Then it's still, like, a metaphorical song about their relationship. And it's not just, like, him looking like he's about to do, yeah, like, the Instagram hands. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Then it, then it becomes the, like, the movie thing where you're just like, is this, is this actually a situation or is this entire thing metaphorical? You know, if they're not, if it's not actually a story that works about two deep sea divers, then it's no, only it, a hypothetical situation. Then it's mother. Then you're like, I don't think you understand what I'm trying to convey, like what kind of song I'm trying to convey. No, I don't. Here. I don't think I'm I get not it. saying like, oh, he should have written a song about two deep sea divers. It can still be a song about a relationship, but just like, yeah, but, but, but him picture. saying. We are deep sea divers and no one's coming to find us is like what he feels like in the relationship. Yeah. So it's not what's literally okay, happening. So you're, you're it's not just saying like, you're not saying replace the first verse by we rented our scuba suits at the harbor and then we got onto a boat. But the cable <laughs> got disconnected because a shark bit it. The captain uh, was named Graham. He had a big gray beard. And dog. And, and a shifty eye. And I thought he looked suspicious. And then he pushed us overboard. Oh no! We're deep sea divers. This is way better. This is um, great. Stop, no, what stop, I'm... stop the podcast. We're writing a new song. I love it. But no, what, what I'm saying is, like, if someone in a song is like says, like, oh, I'm, I'm adrift. Yeah, no, I understand that. Yeah, I'm adrift in an endless sea. It's not a song about someone who is literally adrift. In someone an who is sea. literally lost in the crowd of the street, like I, two silly boats in the sea. Like two silly boats in the sea. Like. <laughs> Should he say, we are like deep sea divers? Would that work? It we, would work better. We are like deep sea divers, you know? It would work better. Yeah. I just don't like that he's saying it to someone. Because that just sounds you, whiny yeah. like the um, like the Goatye part in Someone I Used to Know. Good song. Great song. It's just, if this was meant to highlight like how he's a bit of a... Fucking nonce. Then, like, then you need the yeah. Um, the oh, other, the this, this would be good as a call and response. As probably. a call and response, and um, the woman being like, "No, actually, do work in this relationship." The woman could be like, "You can go diving. I'm sailing back to shore with Dutch cold water swimmer Wim Hof, who will go to couples therapy with me." Yeah, 
who um, will put in the work. And possibly that is the solution to all of their relationship problems. Again, next And song. enough analysis of lyrics. Let's go to some countries where they speak made-up languages. Okay. France. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank God French isn't actually real. Could you imagine? <laughs> is this a joke? France isn't real? France isn't real is a joke that you and I have okay. not on the podcast. I know. Just like, is that, <laughs> so has that been established? Her... No. Uh, France is not real. So France is we, not real. Thank God France isn't real. Crime isn't real because, like, it's illegal. Yeah, crime... Can't be real you, because it's illegal. You can't do it, so I don't see why that would exist. Um, just like you can't be French. <laughs> what, what, what was all this... There was a good period of time where we had a list of things that no longer existed to us. Murders. Murderers. Right. I, I said crime, but I meant murderers because yeah. mur- murder is illegal. Yeah. So you can't be you a murderer. That's why there are no French murderers, because both don't exist. This makes no sense. Um, anyway, we're not sure if James Newman is coming back next year, but he seemed very excited about going to Eurovision, and he seems very nice, so I would like to see him with a song that is perhaps less hypothetical next year. Or just fully go yay it. Uh, James Newman and Suri duet would be very good, actually. We can make that work, maybe. We could make that BBC? Work. You heard me. Eurovision. Uh, you decide. We're going to France. They would have been represented by Tom Lib. 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 You know, I've never learned how to pronounce his name because everyone said it differently. Well, uh, how did you spell it? L e e b. Lib. Tom Lib. Lib. Um, I said we were going to go to made-up languages. There is a spot of English in this song because. You know, the French the, you know, the French have to speak French, but they might like dab in a little bit of English. Um, I am not going to show you the quote unquote final version of the song because I don't think it um, best represents the point of the podcast. I'm going to show you the version that the way that the song was presented. Okay. Uh, so the first version of the song that people heard. Oh my god, is this uh, it's a been, Serhat situation? It's, just, it's been retooled a little bit to be more uh, acoustic. It okay. was retooled to be a little more acoustic. Okay, so it's a mess right now is what you're saying. What you're going to show me is a mess. Uh, it's, mostly, it's mostly to do with the music video. The song itself is largely unchanged. There's a little bit of tweaking in like which parts are in English and in French. Right. Um, but the... There is an official music video, which is just very basic but nice. This is the presentation video, which is very important to know that this is how France presented its Eurovision song. I... Which they also selected not in uh, Destination Eurovision, which has been <laughs> scrapped. Uh, they instead selected Tom Lib, who uh, will not be returning next year because France will be doing a selection yet again called Eurovision. C'est vous qui décidez. No. Eurovision, you decide, but in French. Oh my god. Uh, so we're very excited. Thank god it's just not a real country, actually. Uh, we're very excited to see that. Uh, this song was written by Tom Lib, Lea Ivan, Amir Haddad. Oh hey! He is coming back! And John Lundvik. What? 
this is Mon Allié, The Best in Me. He's on the Eiffel Tower. It's not just in the background. He's on it. You are the best in me. You're making it all complete. You are, you are, you are. Yeah, you really think that it's like the rest of the world that's like, oh, every time you go to France, we have to take a picture of the Eiffel Tower. Oh, France, the Eiffel Tower, baguettes. Nah, nah, nah. No, it's the French that do that mostly. It's yeah. the fucking French. Every single French Eurovision entry has to have the Eiffel Tower in the performance the somehow. We recently watched an X-Files episode. Yes. About <laughs> the French deep sea divers. Oh my god. This episode was about French deep sea divers. Who got like body uh, snatched by? If we were deep sea divers, we got body snatched by deep sea aliens. Uh, and then the it's the French deep sea diver that lives with his American wife yeah. in San Francisco, mm-hmm. and they go to his house. And he... the way that you know that oh, like the dude that we got like half a, like a close up of in the diving suit is the dude that is entering this house. Right now, after the episode intro, we know it's him because, like, he walks into his house and there's a picture of him and his wife in front of the fucking Eiffel Tower. And I'm like, well, but if he's French... Right, but then they show the girlfriend and she is American, so it's like, oh, oh, they took that picture on a trip to France, him and his girlfriend, or his wife, His wife, yeah. So, like, it made more sense, but I just remember being like, okay, all we know about this character at this point is he's French... And the first thing we see as he enters his house is that he, like, looks at a picture of... He's been aliened at this point. He's an alien. And he's he looks, no longer... He's, he's no longer French, actually. He's, he's been, like, kind of possessed by the alien. So the alien in his body looks at a picture of him and his wife in front of the Eiffel Tower. And it's just like, how else would, would how? the alien be able to know that he's French? Exactly. Maybe he, maybe the alien would assume he was Canadian or something. Uh, the Eiffel Tower is actually the only landmark... Um, on Earth that you can see from space. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Is that true? No, of course not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, just with the way that the French go on and on about it, you'd think it was huge. Um, it's quite big, actually. It's, it's When re- you see like a person on it, it's like, oh, it looks a lot smaller. You have to. And I have seen it in real life. Yeah, but you have to understand that they had to... Get the Eiffel Tower. They have to rent out the Eiffel Tower. You can't just do that. To live stream the announcement of this song. What? This was a live stream? Yeah. But it's not even a good song. That's the point. They rented out the Eiffel Tower for that night so that they could put Tom Lib on it to sing The Best in Me. And everyone was like, okay, they're doing it from the Eiffel Tower? First of all... Jesus. But second of all, okay, what is what the fuck? Like a live announcement? And then it's that. If it was fucking Amir doing she-she-she on the fucking Eiffel Tower, I'd lose my mind. Even more than I lost my mind 
when he actually did I have like, to assume they just thought they had a, a, a they just thought they had a winner when they got a song that was co-written by the guy who lost Eurovision last year. I mean, he didn't lose, but again, because of the way it was shot, it looked like he lost. Um, I hate, I hate it, I hate. So that you know, this was kind of slightly reworked um, to make the choruses in French and the last chorus in English. Uh, but the U R is still in English in the final version. Uh, you are, you are, you are, you are made of the Eiffel Tower. Um, it was very made of stars. Was it by Hovi Star? But like bad. I don't. Oh, but that music video also had like city yeah. imagery. I guess. Yeah. Again, they got the Eiffel Tower for this. They got the Eiffel Tower for this. Okay, but I do think that this needs to become a tradition now. Now they need to announce, Now they yeah. do it like have to do it like this every year. Okay, but now they're doing a selection again because they were like, well, we're not going to get the Eiffel Tower two years in a row. <laughs> maybe maybe next year we'll get the Eiffel they Tower. They really again. wasted the Eiffel Tower on this, huh? It's just like what, was there someone here who thought they got it? Who thought we're not going to have to do a selection cuz we just got this song in uh, and that's sure the winner. one. That's a sure the one. winner this song by this man ostensibly who like I mean I don't know what you're gonna say he just looks like a white man he just looks like if you if you type in if you type in handsome man on google like you would probably find like five faces like his yeah like exactly I could not pick him out of a lineup (laughs) Of similar looking men. Oh, I should have. If I knew you were going to say that, I should have prepared that, like, turn the computer back towards me and add, like, okay, these are five pictures. Can you tell me which one was Tom Lee? You can do that for the next episode. We can have, like, a, a quick little aside where I have to pick him out. But, like, yeah, that. If I saw that man on the street, I wouldn't. You wouldn't what? See him. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's attractiveness in a very basic way. I'm not attractive, I'm, I'm not attracted to him as a man. I'm attracted to him as a very basic straight girl. You know, I'm like, if I inhibit that headspace, I'm like, yeah, okay. But I'm like, yeah, there's, but there's, there's many more attractive men in the world, so like, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, Amir, for example. Par exemple. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the song. The song is a lot like him in a way that it is very basically attractive. Yeah, there's nothing, and, nothing and not immediately special. like yeah. wrong with it. It's perfectly nice to listen to. The like updated version is even nicer to listen to. It's like it's very acoustic. Um, no, but I like I the or- orchestral part of it was the part that I liked the most because it was like a move, you know? Like, oh, you did this. I mean, if you're doing it on the Eiffel Tower, yeah, you'd better. Exactly. You'd better, If yeah. it was just, like, fucking Tom Dice on the <laughs> doing me, me and my guitar, guitar on the fucking okay, Atomium. No, sorry. Shit, no, I would love that. Sorry, wasn't... Didn't, didn't Belgium announce something from the Atomium? Like, didn't they announce Senec from the Atomium? Did they announce Hoover Phonic from the Atomium? Did France steal this from us? No, wait, did... Sorry, did did they announce who... Phonic at the Atomium? The worst national monument 
of the world, by the way. Like, just let our national monument be the pissing yeah. child. Yeah, on, uh, on Oct- in October 2019, the Belgian artist for Eurovision was revealed to be Hooverphonic at the Atomium in Brussels. So they fully stole this from us. So France was just like, mm, we're, we have a better national monument. It's true. And we were they all like, do. I mean, everyone was like, yeah, no, it's true. I mean, ours is like, okay. It, it kind of, it, it's know, on a parking lot. It's not, yeah, it's not in a place where you go and see it. It's on a parking lot. Because it was the site of the fucking World Expo. There's no reason to be there. Yeah. It literally was an open space it's literally like, like a big pavilions. structure on a parking lot and a small pissing child. Hey, now this pissing child is in Brussels. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not oh, saying, saying I our, don't like the pissing our child. Our national, like, symbols or national, like, pissing child's good, though. He's on a little street corner. Uh, yeah, no, I'm, I love him. He's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm a Belgian person i i love the pissing child but anyway, like near the atomium is mini europe um which is also something that exists i've never been i mean either but i know it exists it's just a little theme park we've been to the parking lot yeah we've been to the parking lot i don't know why what is there that you ever go to the parking lot at the atomium it's next to the uh, expo where they do art brussels oh okay yeah they do stuff there because it's like next to expo halls. Um, I'm pretty sure, like the whole God, car- our country's boring. I'm pretty sure the car thing, like the 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 annual car expo, oh, yeah. is there. Yeah. Um, that's boring as hell. I don't. Why would I care? Like, imagine we live in Antwerp. Why would we give a shit about anything going on in Brussels? Imagine you going to see it, and then you're like, yeah, you have to pull up to a parking lot, and then there's a big. You know, steel structure that represents a molecule. And it's like, that's kind of cool. Um, and then you fucking move on and you go to Bruges. A molecule? <laughs> the atomium? Sorry. <laughs> that's right. The atomium represents a molecule. Hey, I just talk. I say words. I don't think about what they mean. I almost didn't call it out because I didn't want to seem stupid if I was... It was like, but wait, but what if the atomium actually is a molecule? Yeah, but then you were like, it's called the atomium. Um, I don't think that's right. I don't think it's good. You're a little idiot. Like, I'm almost more stupid for really genuinely doubting myself. Having to take, like, the five seconds to work out, like, should I call this out? Um, oh my god. You did it, though. What is... What is the... Na- okay, so we, National Monument of Belgium, the Atomium. National Monument of France, the Eiffel Tower. What would we consider the National Monument? On, you know, if you have like a little, little cute drawing of, of, you know, European countries. What would be the monument for the UK? Would it be Big Ben? I feel like it would be Big Ben. Because it's usually like in the capital city, whatever is the it's most... It's Big Ben with the eye... With the London Eye in the background? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's just London. It's just London. Internationally, yeah. You know, capital city is the most uh, of an image that you project outward. Yeah. Anyway, what would be... Except for the Netherlands, where it's just like any windmill. A windmill. <laughs> you just you just go to a windmill. What would you say could be the national symbol, uh, building-wise, for Spain? For Spain? Oh, Jesus, I don't know enough about Spain. Because I'm just like... That one cathedral? 
The Gaudi Cathedral? Sagrada Familia? Yeah. It's just that the, Spain is like, you've got people who are like, Barcelona. But then <laughs> Spain isn't like, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. You want, yeah, you want to see the buildings from our, our capital city, Barcelona, because their capital city is Madrid. Jesus Christ, dude. And it's just like, well, what do you put on there? A Picasso painting? Yeah, like... It's fucking wild, because I do like Spain as a, as a place, and I like Madrid as a city. Wonderful holiday we took there. And all of the museums that it has. Um, if, uh, like, if, like, a funny European tea mug just had the Eiffel Tower and the Atomium and Big Ben, and then had a Goya painting next to it, I'd be like, yeah, that's perfect, that's fine. Absolutely. That is That is as much, if not more, of a monument. Make... Hang on. Let make me... Saturn eating his child taller than the Eiffel Tower. Oh my god, Because yes. it, it is taller in my mind than the Eiffel Tower. It's a better work of art. I'm gonna Google image search architecture. That's Spain. Not... <laughs> Just like a churro. Um... Spain. No, this is maps. Fuck. Yeah, if you just Google Spain, it's good. This is a big. This is a big five episode, basically. Um, yeah, I love this. We've only done. We're only going to do three countries. Um, but that's why this one. I'm getting a lot of Sagrada Familia and it's like, probably long. And this, what's this? That is also Barcelona. Uh, that is also Gaudi. Yeah, I think it's mostly like the Gaudi the stuff Gaudi in Barcelona stuff, right? that is going to be. Uh, like the the mosaics and shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is the most architecturally like interesting thing, unique thing that they've got going on, probably. Of course, all the haciendas. All the haciendas. <laughs> anyway, representing Spain at uh, the Eurovision Song Contest two thousand and twenty. Representing Spain is Blas Canto, who is one day younger than me, born October twenty sixth, nineteen ninety one. I found that interesting because I was like, ooh, this is probably the Eurovision contestant who's closest to me in age ever. That is fun. Who would be closest to me in age? I have no we idea. We don't know. We don't know. We I just happened to see a calendar of like their birthdays and I was like, that's mine. It's almost mine. So anyway. he's a Scorpio. Yeah. It's re- Spain is being represented by a Scorpio. Uh, his name is Blas Canto. He is singing Universo. Awesome. By the way, if any of our listeners know who in Eurovision was born on or close to the 24th of April, 1993, tweet at us. Yeah, reply to the tweet. Um, Yeah. That'll be nice. But let's listen to our next song. This is Universo for Spain. Blas Canto is like a Star Wars character. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. Pause. Pause. Hold. 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 Like who's Blas Canto? I'm thinking of Maz. You're thinking of Maz Kanado and the casino planet in The Last Jedi is called Canto Bite. It's called Canto Bite. Also the Cantina band. The Star Wars Cantino uh, band. Jizz. <laughs> um... No, jizz wasn't the name of the band. Jizz was the name of the music. Name they played, of the yes. genre. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, please. Let's see what genre of music Blas Canto is bringing for Spain with his song Universo. Perdóname, perdóname. Universo. 
mostly just want to talk about the music videos most of the time is because all of these songs genuinely sound exactly the same <laughs> to me. You are music blind, I think. I am truly not, but it's just like with these like uni universo, oh whoa whoa, was like repeating parts of words and just whoa whoa whoaing mm-hmm. and having like the um. Music like yeah, in the background. I'm just like every single song sounds like Dynamite by Imagine Dragons or whatever. Every song sounds like that now. They've all got like a wah wah on the on the. The production is very similar on a lot of pop songs. Yes, this is a very similar kind of sound. I agree. And, I and, understand and what you're saying. It gets me because I've never liked that sound, and not because I'm old. Because this. Sound started coming up when I was what, like seventeen or something, it and just, I just genuinely always hated the way this sounds. What I find a little concerning about it too is that, for as, as far as I'm concerned, the the backing vocals at Eurovision are still intended to be mostly live. You know, it's still yeah. mostly the goal to have like live backing singers. I know the rules keep changing slightly as to what is allowed, what kind of effects are allowed to be replicated through, like, samplers and not. Yeah, like, samplers. But those are vocal sounds that have gone through a filter to sound... But it's just like, if you're trying to replicate those as with a backing singer, they're not going to sound like that. And also, it's not like it's that important to recreate that sound. It's like, if that is going to fall away in your Eurovision performance, because you're not going to replicate the sound, then maybe don't have it in the song at all. Maybe don't have it in the song at all. Also, just, I don't know. I don't know why this is the song that's really getting me. It's just because we've been listening to all of these songs, and it's, I curate my music experience so that I only hear songs like this, like the Imagine Dragons type sounds, sounding songs, when I go to a place where I don't choose the music, when I go to the supermarket, oh, yeah, or absolutely. yeah, that, or when I'm in someone else's car, which I also have not done in <laughs> almost a year. Surprising. I wonder why. So when you've I, been just, in someone else's car, it's also been your dad's car, and he also he also has does his own not, list of he music, has his own so, music yes. or he listens to like the classical music, sure, radio channel. So I. The, very happily never listen to this kind of music and just doing this podcast is so jarring to me because suddenly I'm confronted with just how much music sounds like that. Yeah. What is... And it makes me so, like, anxious that I've just completely lost any touch I've had with what is popular in the world or just completely lost any ability to appreciate anything that's like at all popular. Yeah, I mean what I personally like about Spotify is that I'm able to skip this song. It's bad. I don't like it. I um I don't know what it is. I cannot listen to this. Oh thank you so much for saying that because I was like if you as this, if you every were time say, this... like, I was so scared that you were like gonna be like, oh, I think it's kind of good. <laughs> no, whenever this comes on, something in my brain just goes, <laughs> like my my body just goes, 
<laughs> and I'm just like, I have forced myself to listen to it. But when he gets to the high-pitched scream, which is arguably the most... The like, best part of the song. It's arguably the most impressive vocal performance. But it just really... I feel it in the back of my teeth. <laughs> and I just get so uncomfortable. This entire song makes me so uncomfortable. And I you don't know, know what it is. what makes me really uncomfortable? Is I wanted to talk about this in this article because I want to just talk about the music video. Because the song is just uh, so jarring to me. The the glitter people? Yeah. I know they're supposed to look like, oh, it's like universe space yeah. stuff. But they just look like they're covered. There's something about them and the way that they have their eyes open but their mouths shut. And the, the texture of them. Yeah. I was genuinely like, like I was watching a horror movie. Like... A weird horror movie. Oh, I no. was genuinely terrified of there these is, glitter people. There There's is definitely some... something a little disconcerting about the appearance. I of them. was yeah, so I like, I hate looking at this because they they look they yeah they just look like they're people made of glitter, and I hate the way like glitter surfaces feel like the rough dry glitter surfaces. It's almost a little I mean, sandpapery. Yeah, it's like sandpaper. Yeah, but coarser. Sure, yeah. Because the glitter particles are, like, a little bit larger. And it just... And flakier. And it... I was so scared that they were, like, gonna touch me. It's just... That they were, like, gonna grab me or something. I was so scared. <laughs> no, you're looking at me. No, you think I'm, like... I was, like, making a joke and you just looked at me like you realized I was being dead serious. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't realize we were actually in an episode of the Magnus Archives. <laughs> no, but it's also just because I hate glitter. Yeah, you hate glitter, you hate balloons. I hate balloons, glitter, hate... balloons, and golf. Those are my three most the hated three things. The three most wasteful things on Earth. It's so true. It's so true. I hate I hate them all. Mm-hmm. Like, even, even like, the, the biodegradable glitter, the seaweed glitter, like... Sure. I appreciate it. I like it a lot more. I, I, I'm like, okay, this is fine. Mm-hmm. I'll have it in my bathtub. But I just... Every time I see something that's, like, glittery, I, I don't, like, assume it's fine ever. Every time I see glitter, I'm like, it's microplastics. It's microplastics, and it's gonna get on me, and it's not... And I'm just gonna have plastic on me constantly. And it makes me so anxious. No, I understand that. It's just, that's why it's like... Oh, I really this- like a plastic phone. No, but that's why so it's like bad. you see the, the, the characters made out of glitter and you're like, well, if they were to touch me, I would get glitter on me. If I they... would become them if they touched this me. Would, yeah. I would slowly, like, petrify into a glitter person and I would feel coarse and dry and hard and it's I like would, a rash and of I, glitter. And it's like a rash that and is I so slowly sick die. No, a rash of glitter is so sick i know but i don't ever want to see no, it in a I movie don't... because then that means that they would have to use glitter it's, to show that this sucks because it would be really and effective I hate and people would so be able much. to read a lot of subtext into it because of what glitter means but like it would look sick and it would be a like it would capitalize on a really I, I can feel that fear like you're saying that I'm like oh there's something gruesome about the glitter in that instance that I 
think is very compelling. But also, yeah, if you'd have to shoot that, you'd have to use glitter and then those actors would actually have glitter on them for the rest of their lives. But I, but th- this has also just already been on my mind today because I watched a Mikara Tours video today where she uh, talks about working at Hobby Lobby, which is like an American hobby store. Yeah. And like she said, like after working in the um, in the warehouse, mm-hmm. okay, like in the back, not in the store, and just moving stuff around and decorations and Christmas stuff and like all all the stuff. After working there for a couple months, you develop what I like to call glitter lung, and that's the most horrifying thing I've ever heard. That you just. Yeah, of course, because it glitter fucking gets in the air, it gets on your body, it gets everywhere. And it's so small that you will just breathe it in yeah. and get like fucking coal lung, but for glitter, which is a completely useless thing. At least coal kept people warm. Glitter is just nothing. It's not there for anything. And it just makes me... I don't know. I, I'm sorry. It, it's, I'm it's, so... Like, I'm working myself yeah, up. I'm going to have nightmares tonight it, about glitter. It I looks, hate it so much. It looks glittery, though. That's why it's there. It looks glittery. I... Oh, God. It, and I try not to be, like... I'm, I'm not, like, a zero-waste person. I try yeah. to, like, keep it reasonable. But I have an... Like abnormal hatred of glitter and balloons. Imagine a glitter-filled balloon. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. I hate it. I hate it. Like, you see those pranks of, like, people sending other people glitter bombs, and, like, that's my biggest fear. I mean, first of all, it's fucking wasteful. It's wasteful as hell. But Um, people do glitter-filled balloons. That's not even, like, an uncommon thing you just said. I'm sure that has been many... Gender reveal parties, one of my other most hated things. I, uh, I've literally just made myself so anxious by talking about it. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that you've gone through this emotional journey. At least, at least it's recorded and everyone else can go on this journey with me. <laughs> I would like to mention one more different outfit. Uh, because over the course of the video, he wears a couple of suits, yeah. most of which suck ass. Are terrible. Uh, honorable mention, especially to the heinous tiger-striped suit that looks like he got it, got it off Wish. Not because it doesn't fit, but just because the print is just so tacky to me. It's awful. Um, it's truly, like, Flemish gay pop star level of tacky like schlager gay yeah pop star but like somehow this entire video is shot in a way that we're meant to be like ooh, the outfits and some of them are able to do the like oh this isn't a music video he's wearing like a very specific outfit like the all black star wars ass looking one when he gets out into the desert you know when he crawls out of his cave and he's wearing like shoulder straps and black shirt and you're like okay this is sort of like a little futuristic-y, interesting-ish. China, yeah. It's still not great. But the, the suit is very much like, I don't, I don't think this looks good at all. And I the other suit like he wears a... is like a black, dark black glittery. Yeah. Which, I mean, we're, we talked about talk it. Let's about not get it. back to it. But then, yes, there is the outfit that I think you want to talk about. The, yeah, but I mean, 
I really like the sash. He's wearing suit. a suit near the end that has like a, a dark, uh, a light gray, white ish sash. Yeah. Coming from Which underneath looks, like half of the blade. Yeah. And, and I thought cool that looked look. really interesting. And then it kind of zoomed out and you see that there's like a belt right under where the sash is. And then like something with the sleeves that just made me think... Oh, that looks fascist. <laughs> looks like the Hugo Boss, you know, oh, yeah, SS no, I'm, uniform I'm, in a way. I am looking at the shot right now and there is some... He spreads his arms like he's, you know, Christ the Redeemer. And there is just a belt across the blazer. Yeah. It's not a pant belt. It's, he's got the blazer and the, the belt across the waist. With the sash. There's something about the silhouette, yeah. The silhouette of it gets very militaristic because of the, the triangle shape of the shoulders tapering down to the yeah. waist where there's a sash, which was usually around the height where you keep like your weapon belt or whatever. And then it, t you know, the jacket tapers out again. So it, this is a very military, like, I think it's silhouette. just an unfortunate association. That's yeah, not... No, 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 I know. I still like... think this looks... Awesome. I, I like that it's not like... It, it is like a half blazer and the belt is coming from... Oh, shit. No, this is actually a pretty cool outfit. This is actually a really cool outfit. Um, Let's just... That uh, one is good, actually. Yeah. That's what my next D&D character is going to look like. I like the face cages, too. They were also very scary. It's just a bit of, it's just a bit of a scary song about the universe, which is a scary place. I mean, it's I, everywhere. I mean, I'm also terrified of space and the universe, so, like, yeah. Well, we've confronted our fears. Um... Namely, France, which is France. Again, an imagined thing that uh, only lives in our nightmares and isn't real. France can get you because it doesn't exist. Uh, glitter. Glitter, which is unfortunately real, but... And deep sea diving, which uh, also exists, but we don't have to do it. Much so like... I'm not too scared of... Yeah, but much like the universe, uh, there are still unknown things... There are unknown things out there in the vast universe. As in the vast ocean. And in the deep ocean of our own small planet, there are things we do not even know. hate thinking about that. I mean, consider, I love it. Consider that on our own planet, we don't know what's at the bottom of the ocean. And then consider that there is a vast universe out there of other unknown stuff. What is scarier to you? Deep ocean or deep space? It's what, essentially space, but the fact that the ocean is closer makes it scarier. Yeah, because yeah, you feel like the ocean could, like, swallow you That's up. my point. If there is something in space, it is beyond our reaches and we can't get to it. If it is in the ocean, it is on our planet. Yeah. I... It is something nearby that is unseen, that is scarier than some hypothetical far-off menace. Yeah. I believe that, like, the existence of some kind of Atlantis is more plausible than the existence of, like, aliens that can get to us. Like, not Atlantis as in merpeople. No, Atlantis as in merpeople. Yeah. No, but, like, as in fucking weird deep-sea octopi that have a full society going on yeah. somewhere oh. in the deep <laughs> Wait, sorry. Blue sea. Okay. Yeah. 
not like a human society, not with fucking yeah buildings or whatever, but like a full you're like saying speech more tools. Than... <laughs> what? Like not speech as in you and I talking on a podcast right now, but you like wait, loads of communication. You think there's that octopuses that have a podcast? Octopodcast? <laughs> Octopodcast, yes! I would love that! Octopi are so fucking smart. There has to be like some sort right, of Right, so you think there is a society of smarter than even usual octopi. Yeah. At the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, we have not found them yet. They're not interested in us. Or they don't even know we exist because they can't, like, pressure-wise rise. Sure. I believe that is a more plausible theory than, like, aliens fuck with us sometimes. I don't... No, here's the thing. Aliens do not fuck with us sometimes. I think it is impossible that out there in a vast unmeasured universe there is not a planet oh no no no, no. with a life force Hard agree, of course not necessarily even on our level of intelligence because they would have a different possible like atmosphere and different you know chemical makeup but it is there is definitely life in the universo For but what sure. it means is not little green guys God, I really, really, really want to watch another episode of X-Files right now. It does now. sound like that. It Let's does... please end the podcast so we can go watch X-Files. Um, you want to go yeah. lust after okay, Gilead Anderson? Okay, but I do have to... Oh, okay. I was going to show you one more song from a new country uh, in oh, Eurovision. Oh, we're not done? Yeah, uh, this one's coming to us from... <laughs> Wait, I new, thought we were winding down. From a new country that hasn't been in Eurovision before. It's the Lost City of Atlantis. Oh, my God! They found them and they announced yeah. the existence of Atlantis. Um, they announced their song on a live stream from the sunken city of Atlantis. It just like rose up from the ocean. Um, and there was just a, a mermaid on it and she sang a song. And then at the end was like, oh, that was our entry for Eurovision. Yeah, unfortunately, Jan Olesan did have to say, like, you don't have a membership for, for, of the EBU yet, so you can't legally participate yet. Typical Jan Olesan. Sand. <laughs> yeah, he's discriminating the against mer- the water yeah, and people. And the merfolk was just like, I hate him, he's coarse, he's rough. He's here, coarse and rough everywhere. and gets everywhere, like, um, later. So they'll be premiering uh, in Eurovision next year. So let's let's hold out hope for that. <laughs> we were deep sea divers, and no one came to find us. Would we find the lost, lost city of Atlantis? Maybe a merman would come to. This episode is so long and already. And I'll fucking tell you that Atlantis is covered in our glitter. There's so much glitter in the fucking ocean. And they were, and they're just like. Where is this coming from? Like, you it's know we fucking can make up it... all the fish. Yeah, you we're know getting we can cancer. make it from seaweed, right? You we know you can just make it from seaweed. You don't need your glitter. You know you can make it from seaweed. You can get make it from seaweed by like drying seaweed. So I don't think they would be able to make glitter. There's probably a dry spot at the bottom of the ocean. Sure. Oh, that's too far fetched for you. No, there's like gases and shit. Join Gas us bubbles. next time when we'll talk about music. Uh, this has been another episode of the Eurovision Division podcast. I think this is one of our best episodes we've ever done. I think this is done. our best episode yet. Um, <laughs> I've revealed so much about myself. 
Thank you for listening. Please share this particular episode with all your friends. Yeah. Uh, and join us next time. Good night, Europe. Good night, Europe. <laughs>